this $15 minimum wage is going to increase the price of every good and service in America. If you're the business owner and you're suddenly told that you're going to have to pay people more money, well, you only have one option. You have to raise your prices. You know, sadly, I don't think most people are going to call their congressman to say, I don't believe in socialism. I don't believe in the government regulating the economy. I think we should leave the economy to free markets. Welcome back to another episode of Fact Check. I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian. And $15, that seems to be what President Joe Biden wants to set as a minimum wage across the country. And real quick before we dive into this, I did just do a quick Google search. So Wisconsin, we're at $7.25 for a minimum wage. California's already at $14. Washington, $13.69. Our neighbors in Minnesota at $10. The first thing that pops in my head, well, of course, it probably costs a heck of a lot more to live in California than what it does here in Wisconsin. But Bill, I want to talk to you about this minimum wage order that's being pushed through by President Biden and your business owner. Does this work? Well, it doesn't work because uh, we have a market-based economy. It's not a centrally planned economy like they have in China or like they had in the USSR. We don't allow a handful of people at the top of our government to tell us how much we're going to make and how much we're going to charge for it. And we certainly can't let them tell us how much we're going to pay people to do these jobs. The immediate consequence of increasing the minimum wage is going to be that jobs are going to be lost. You think about people who are entering the workforce, and this is something that I heard the president say, which is nobody who works 40 hours a week should earn less than the poverty level. Well, okay, they should have family-supporting jobs, I think he said. Well, these aren't intended to be family-supporting jobs. These are training jobs. And by and large, the people that are working at these lower-paying jobs are making less money. You know, they're learning in whatever field that they're in. But when we enter in to do this, it's what we've seen before. Those jobs are going to be eliminated. If you have a fast-food restaurant, instead of paying somebody minimum wage to work the counter... You just replace them with a computer screen. So jobs will be lost, and the overall cost of the economy will will be greater uh, than the increase in income for, for the winners. There's going to be more losers in the economy than there are winners. And as you mentioned, the cost of living varies greatly between a place like La Crosse, Wisconsin, and, say, Los Angeles. And the, the free market of labor accounts for that because people know what they need to survive in Los Angeles And they won't work for less than a certain amount of money. And, of course, that number would be lower in a place like Wisconsin. So they're willing to work for a lesser amount of money. And, you know, you'd mentioned about jobs could be replaced. And we've seen this throughout history, you know. People could be replaced by assembly lines and machines. Most recently, I know I haven't actually been inside a fast food restaurant in a while because of COVID-19. But before that really hit... I noticed in quite a few of these fast food restaurants that I would walk into, they would discourage me from going up to the counter and ordering with a person because they had those screens available. I could just do it at the touch of a fingertip and have it ready to go. Right. And we're already seeing this at places like Walmart or Sam's Club with the self, any place you go, the grocery store, festival foods, they have all these self-checkouts. 
So people are already being replaced for what would, those would be lower than $15 an hour jobs. And, uh, and think about who the people are that you see there. A lot of times what you're seeing are people that are high school kids or college kids that are working in those jobs. So it's just going to create a greater incentive for businesses to find another way of serving customers where, you know, they don't have to pay this amount of money. Because the other thing that happens is if you're the business owner, and you're suddenly told that you're going to have to pay people more money, well, you only have one option. You have to raise your prices. So this $15 minimum wage is going to increase the price of every good and service in America. They're all going to have to go up. And in a way, it's kind of self-defeating because in the end, we're all going to be paying more for whatever it is that we want to buy. Bill, what do you think would happen to goods and services that people can easily say, I don't need that anymore. You know, fast food, I think, will always be relevant in Americans' day-to-day lives because some of us don't have time to bring a home-cooked meal in or they need to grab something quick for lunch, run through a drive-thru, run through and go. But I can think of places that maybe there's a place you would go to get your nails done and all of a sudden they're having to charge more. I might just decide I'm going to buy my own manicure kit and do this at home. That's a great point because... 70% of the U.S. economy is service jobs. The problem with service jobs is people can always perform those services for themselves. So the first business I started at age 27 was a lawn care business. And that was one of my real frustrations was the state of Minnesota just kept making it more and more expensive for me to run my business, more reporting and record keeping requirements, all kinds of stuff. And here's what I was up against as the owner of the company. I knew that people could go buy fertilizer and a spreader and weed killer and do it themselves. So a lot of times the decision for that customer came down to, well, if I could do it for the same amount of money that they could do it, then they didn't have to do it at all. They didn't have to worry about having the equipment or getting the right thing and they didn't have to do the work. So, you know, as long as it costs about the same as them do it themselves, it was easy for those people to decide to hire me to do it for them. But as we increase the cost of doing business, whether that's through mandates as to what we have to pay people or increased regulation, as it increases the cost of those services, it does exactly what you said. It increases the incentive for people to perform those services for themselves. So these kinds of actions really hurt the service industry more than anything else. And I'm not an economist. I took one economy class back in college, and that was about the extent of it. And I've seen arguments on social media uh, where initially everyone said it's going to cause inflation. This isn't going to work. And I saw someone comment and say, no, we've seen models where this won't happen. Can you foresee any way where this wouldn't cause inflation? Well, it has to cause inflation. It has to cause prices to rise because if a business is currently paying somebody to let's say they're paying them $12.50 an hour, and now they have to pay them $15, that's going to be a cost of, I guess that's $5,000 more per year at $2.50 an hour. So imagine that across numerous employees in the business. The business owner has no choice. They have to make a living, and so they're going to have to raise the cost of whatever good or service it is that they produce to offset that increase in cost. That's just that's just a matter of math. So yes, it's going to cause that consequence. And, and the other consequence is going to be that a lot of these jobs are just simply going to be eliminated because people will decide to do what we talked about earlier. 
When I first got my job off the farm, went to college and I got a job working in the cafeteria, washing dishes, serving food, that kind of thing. And I think I made seven, I made whatever the minimum wage was back in 2014. Then I got my first job out of college. It was working in media. I knew it was low, but it was a heck of a lot better than what I was making in college. And I was also able to get my health insurance. Right. Well, that's another dimension of this that uh, nobody's talking about. But most of the time, if you have health insurance, that's going to be costing the company that employs you pretty close to $10,000 a year. That's another $5 an hour that people don't even think about. So you're not really making, let's say, $12.50. If you incorporate your benefits, that's another $5 an hour just for health insurance. That's more like $17.50. And oh, by the way, you don't have to pay any taxes on that health insurance. So it's even more valuable than that. So part of this whole thing is it doesn't really take into account what the total compensation for an employee is. So, you know, not only do people have health benefits, a lot of times they have retirement benefits or 401ks that provide a matching contribution. These are all factors that go beyond just looking at what the hourly wage might be. So now, as you said, this was something that Joe Biden has pushed through as an executive order. But what does that mean? Does that mean, boom, it's signed, it's done, this is what's going to have to happen? Or are there other checks and balances in place before we have this $15 minimum wage mandate? I believe that the president may have the authority to order federal agencies and companies that do business with the federal government to do this. He may have that authority. But I would suspect that uh, he's not going to be able to issue this blanket order. This would require an act of Congress. Congress is the taxing authority in the United States. And uh, it just would seem to me that Congress is going to have to pass some form of legislation that would enact this $15 minimum wage. And what should people do, whether they're for or against this minimum wage mandate? What steps can they take to have a voice when Congress does convene to talk about this? You know, sadly, I don't think most people are going to call their congressman to say, I don't believe in socialism. I don't believe in the government regulating the economy. I think we should leave the economy to uh, free markets. You know, the best thing in my lifetime in terms of what was really good for me was when the economy was good, there were lots of jobs available, unemployment was low, and businesses had to pay more to hire employees. And not only that, but uh, you know, getting an education or learning skills, getting training, going to technical college, going to college so that you have more value and you can create more productivity for your company. So that's a big part of this is how much does the skill that you have produce? So if you're a doctor, wow, you're producing over a million dollars a year of revenue for your hospital, you're very valuable. If you're a person working the register at McDonald's, you're just taking orders. You're not even producing the hamburgers or doing any of the other vital functions of the business. You're just not worth that much. So. We have to let the free market work. It's what's created the most prosperous economy and the highest standard of living in the world here in the United States. Well, thank you for that, Bill. And feel free to share your thoughts on the $15 minimum wage. You can join our Facebook group. Just look for Fact Check Wisdom. You can also be sure to check our previous podcast there and shoot us a message. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about next. 
With Backcheck, I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian. 